changing the subject and the verbs and the narrative and the coverage too. It's the Friday Mixer. The story goes like this. President Trump's intelligence team, which works for the American people at the pleasure of the president, went to Capitol Hill for their yearly update to Congress. Dan Coats, the director of national intelligence, Gina Haspel, who heads up the CIA, and Christopher Wray, who leads the FBI, spoke about specific threats to the U.S., The main points, North Korea is, quote, unlikely to give up all of its nuclear weapons. Iran is, quote, not currently undertaking key nuclear weapons development. And ISIS, otherwise known as the Islamic State, is not retreating but continues to try and grow its influence in Iraq, Syria, and other places. The problem is that's not how President Donald Trump has characterized any of those things. And so a day later, unhappy, he called those folks into the Oval Office and claimed, later by tweet, that they said to him they were mischaracterized by the media. But the report says what it says. The words came out of the mouths of Coates and Haspel and Ray, and those words were broadcast all over the world, which gets to what we're talking about tonight, revisionist history. You really didn't see what you think you saw. Alexander Ward writes about international security and defense for Vox. Hi, Alex. Hey, pleasure to be here. You bet. And Stephanie Sarkis is here, too. She's a therapist and author of Gaslighting, Recognizing Manipulative and Emotionally Abusive People. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, thanks for having me. You bet. Alex, I'm going to start with you, because what has been the reaction? This is the news part of it. What has been the reaction in the intelligence community about the back and forth? Well, the intelligence community, you know, they weren't so angry until Trump's tweets, right? I mean, they, they kind of went, OK, this is what we put out. This is how the world looks. And then Trump goes, well, no, actually, my intelligence officials have said uh, the opposite. And the media has mischaracterized it. And then they went, well, wait a minute. It's in writing. It's on video. Um, this is what we spent a lot of our time trying to get information on, right? I mean, there are spies out there putting their lives on the line to get this kind of information. So, yeah, they're a bit angry now. They weren't at the beginning. They professionally put out uh, what the intelligence community believes and assesses. And now they see a president who's on purpose trying to wipe it away, even though he might be embarrassed by it. The the president does not like being contradicted. I think we've all established that in the past couple of years. Stephanie, the term is in your book, actually the title gaslighting. So tell us what is gaslighting and is that what we're seeing from the president this week? I would classify this definitely as gaslighting. You have someone that is directly contradicting what we saw on live television in a 42-page report. It's very clear that also that the intelligence community did not call something fake news. I think we can all use our common sense and know that that didn't happen. Uh, when you have a, a authoritarian leader, and I would say that Trump is, is of that style, uh, you see a lot of gaslighting, meaning that you're told, and this is a quote from Trump, you know, what you're seeing and hearing isn't really what's happening. Uh, you're told to depend on the leader for the correct information, not other people. It really calls into question you know, who's telling the truth. And for people that don't know about the intelligence community, uh, I think that this constant lying about things, I think it'd be really easy for people to fall prey to that if they don't know how the intelligence community works. For Trump to say, well, I told them just to contact, you know, you can just call them. Uh, That's not how the intelligence community works. You can't just, as a reporter, call the intelligence community and get information. That's not how that works. So he set up something so that the reporters would not be able to get the correct information. He knew that. To Stephanie's comment about what Trump said 
uh, you know, that we could just call them. If Dan Coates or Gina Haspel want to call me, my phone is always available to them. Um, and so, and course, so are ours, by the way. So, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, as to the, to the relationship, I mean, Trump has been relentless in his criticism of the intelligence community for quite some time. Uh, it seems to stem back to the Iraq war, where even though Trump did show support for the invasion, he does seem to blame the intelligence community for its role in the run-up to that invasion. This is a, a constant clash, and, and the intelligence community would say that they expect this. They don't necessarily like, naturally, that they are being mistreated as they are. But at the end of the day, uh, they just know that they're going to keep pushing forward in, in their analysis of what the world is. Who is the president speaking to? His base? Is that Are those the folks that he's talking to when he says, don't believe what those folks say? This is what they really say. Gaslighters like Trump just want attention. They don't care who it's from. They don't care if it's a supporter, a detractor. They just want attention. It does not matter to him. The worst thing you can do to a gaslighter like this is to completely ignore them. And once we're looking at this, now we're not looking at the Russia investigation as a whole. We're not looking at, at you know, the arrests have been going on, the indictments. So it serves as a distractor. And again, he does not care what kind of attention he gets. He just wants attention. We, we talk about the word, and we've talked about it on this program before, the word lie, in, in that there's always the caveat, right? You cannot use the word, or at least journalistically cannot use the word lie without getting to what the intent of, of the person who is spouting the untruth or what it, whatever it may be, the, the, the piece of information that may or may not be true. Um, so at what point do we in the media say lie if we don't know what the intent of the president is, Alex? I mean, you're a media guy. How do you, how do, you do that? Well, I think the best you can do is just fact check everything he says. And, and part of the problem, as Stephanie rightly pointed out, is if we're constantly fact-checking the president, we don't have time to do everything else. And that may be part of the plan. Uh, in this specific case, I really do believe, I mean, I've read all of Trump's books. I really do. He, and he continues to say the, a lot of the same things that he wrote about decades ago. So I, whether it's a lie or not, I, I'm, when it comes to you know, this intelligence stuff, I'm very unclear. But what I think is happening is he does have a view of the world and on top of that doesn't like being contradicted. And so what's clearly happening to me, at least, is he just won't believe his intelligence aid officials when they contradict him, when they give him a vision of the world that's different than his. Stephanie, have we seen things like this in history? You, you mentioned authoritarian rule and, and people who have those tendencies. What can we compare this to? We can compare it to any totalitarian regime. Uh, look back through history. Any time that you had people that were divided against another group of people, uh, this is a very common technique. There's always an enemy. There's always an other. And that's how someone like this bands their supporters together. Is that there's, it, And they talk in absolutes. This group is terrible. We must stop this group. And it doesn't matter what group it is. It's always a group that's different from the, from the majority. And that's something we really need to look at. This is very dangerous stuff that's going on right now that can lead to uh, you know, harassment, attacks against people. Uh, and again, this is something that we've seen repeatedly and repeatedly. History, if we don't learn from it, repeats itself, and that's what we're seeing. A lot of the tactics that are used have been used by dictators, uh, particularly, again, you know, what you're seeing and what you're hearing is not true. Needing attention, you know, hating and loving the media at the same time. I think, like Alex said, that you know, he, he wants stories written about, but only if they're good. And that really speaks to what a lot of these authoritarian regimes have done. 
and it works effectively well, and that's part of the issue is that people can be fooled really easily when they're told a lie over and over and over again, and that lie is not contradicted with fact-checking. That's interpreted as truth. So what can happen? How can it be fixed if it can be fixed? I think we have to educate more people about what these techniques are, these gaslighting techniques, and also calling it out. I think that's a really important key message is that we need to educate people as to how this is done. Stephanie Sarkis and Alexander Ward, thanks to you both. Thank you. Thank you.